0: Do we down. have a theme song? Yeah, that, that Keeg theme song. Oh, okay, cool, cool. That used to play. Something. Yeah. <coughs> All right. Here on the key. <laughs> Welcome back to The Key. I'm your host, Demetra Pereira, and there's a lot of geek news that we have to talk about today. Uh, A lot of real big news. Uh, One of the biggest pieces of news that came out recently was Joss Whedon replacing Zack Snyder on Justice League. Unfortunately, um, Zack Snyder's daughter, uh, she is no longer with us. Uh, And so Zack Snyder has had to step down from Justice League and Joss Whedon is stepping onto it, which is really weird because Justice League is supposed to come out in November, in August, sometime this year. And Justice League is still filming and I am worried for that movie a little bit. Um, But my thoughts and I'm sure all of our thoughts are out with uh, Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder, if you're listening to this, our thoughts are with you. Uh, uh, another uh, piece of uh, news I don't know whether you guys saw that uh, saw it but uh, there's a fan film coming out little fan series or fan film based off of Voldemort being Voldemort uh, in his younger days it's called Voldemort Origins of the Air which I think is really weird because normally studios pop in and they say you can't use our you can't use our uh, licensed material but According to what I was reading, they were allowed to buy Warner Brothers to do this fan film as long as they were non-profit. I think that's a really interesting uh kind of whatever they struck a deal with. They don't seem to be getting any money from that, but I think that's a really interesting shift of the industry in that respect. I don't know what's I mean what could follow. Like fan films of any really any of these franchises could be doing that. Uh, something that I'm really excited about is the Animaniacs reboot that IndieWire is reporting. Uh, supposedly Spielberg wants to come back for it. And that's a little known fact. Yeah, Spielberg produced the original Animaniacs, Pinky and the Brain, Tiny Toons back in the day. And with this resurgence of shows like DuckTales getting this reboot, Animaniacs is soon to follow. Uh, speaking about the DuckTales reboot, Lynn manuel Miranda is Gizmo Duck, which I think is. So left field. Uh, I don't know whether Gizmo Duck's gonna be singing or dancing or <laughs> doing whatever, but why would you get Lin Manuel Miranda to be Gizmo Duck? Uh, I mean, maybe he's just trying to do voiceover work, but I think it's so, it's just really strange, uh, especially a non singing character, unless suddenly DuckTales is a musical, and then, I mean, that would all make sense. Uh, but you got David Tennant as Sc- uh, Scrooge McDuck, you have Danny Pootie. Uh, you have Bobby Moynihan, I believe, as uh, another—or no, no, maybe. I know you have Ben Schwartz as uh, one of the uh, Huey Dew and Louie. So I'm really excited about that, personally. Another thing that I'm excited about is the new Uncharted movie that was recently stated to cast Tom Holland, which is the current Spider-Man as Nathan Drake. And my personal opinion is, you get two franchises, all right? You just get two. You don't get three. I hate it when when all these actors out there, they're getting signed to so many different franchises. I mean, uh, we'll, we'll be talking about Wonder Woman later, but you have Chris Pine, who's Captain Kirk. He was Jack Ryan. They're rebooting that, if you guys didn't know. John Krasinski's a new Jack Ryan uh, in a Hulu series. Uh, but Chris Pine would have... Uh, Star Trek he would have uh, Jack Ryan he uh, was in Wonder Woman so I mean how many franchises is Tom Holland gonna get I don't know Spider-Man Nathan Drake yeah who knows I I don't know Uh, as well as uh, upcoming interesting thing about uh, Star Trek is the upcoming Star Trek Discovery TV show Uh, the trailer is out right now it's on the key Facebook page um, but that, it looks really interesting. A little bit more interesting is the Star Trek parody show, USS Orville, uh, which is Seth MacFarlane's show, and, uh, I don't know, I, I think I'm more excited for the USS Orville than I am with Star Trek Discovery. Uh, if you guys out there don't know, uh, I'm a real big fan of TV, so I'm watching all these different TV shows. I am trying to stay up to date with everything. Sure, there's a couple things that I've gotten behind on, but the, this recent, uh, these season finales that have been coming out have been like really on the mark. I, do you guys, are you guys watching Arrow? Did you I'm guys watch Arrow? Behind. You are way, way behind. You are going to get some spoilers, Matt.
1: All of the shows on my DVR right now have Christmas commercials that I'm fast forwarding through. So that's about where I'm at. Are you just watching Christmas flash. movies <laughs> instead of watching era. Oh no, no, no. It's all the commercials that are on those shows ah, that, okay. I'm that are
0: forwarding through their Christmas stuff. <laughs> yeah, I was I was up to date on all that stuff, but uh it seems like Hulu and CW no longer have the same deal that they used to because you can't watch uh the shows on Hulu or at least maybe i'm just uh, slow and i can't read that's entirely possible well, yeah. arrow is
1: actually on netflix now they made a deal where all the cw shows um right, like a week after the season finale ends they come on um oh so i can netflix. Like, so binge you can watch yeah you can you can just binge on arrow right now i know riverdale's on there and i think the flash is oh, going to wow, be on Riverdale? there this that, week that, if that it isn't so on bad. there already i'm
0: sorry oh uh, we'll, we'll i mean i it, you haven't seen it, Riverdale? No, is it bad? Okay. Is, it, uh, is it terrible? As someone it looks to, terrible. Okay, so I, my dad's taste in comics were a lot different than my taste in comics. Uh-huh. My dad grew up with, like, Tintin. He grew up with, like, Archie. But he didn't really read, like, the DC and Marvel stuff. Yeah. Right? And, like, he grew up with, like, Disney comics, which is something that you find in, like, other countries. America doesn't have Disney comics. No. But they're really big in, like, Europe and Asia. Yeah, yeah, they are. And so my dad grew up a lot with Disney comics and Archie and with – um. Uh, uh, Tintin, and so uh, River like I used to read a lot of Archie, like all the books that he used to have, right? Uh And I'm a big fan of like wholesome, clean cut Archie, and Riverdale is not that, not at all. Archie totally fucks in this show. What? It's intense. The whole premise of Archie, to my understanding, has been 85 years of which one is he going to take to the summer. Uh, formal. <laughs> all like of them at one the same or time. Or, oh, dude, <laughs> the black-haired one. And now it's like he's fucking no. Actually, actually it's What's neither. It's on. his. Uh, it's his music teacher. it what? is it, Yeah. Okay. So, if for all you guys out there who haven't watched Riverdale, it's very like Pretty Little Liars, like CW type show. With a, it starts off with the murder of Jason Blossom, and it literally just goes from there. So there's like this weird mystery, but there's also like a lot of teen angst. Uh, but we're (laughs) that's like my least favorite part of the CW kind of superhero stuff. It's like even the most recent season of arrow, the few episodes I did catch. It's like, seriously, why is there teen angst in a story about a vigilante mayor of a city? Uh, you know why why do we have to have like oh he has a son and that might be a problem for his ex girlfriend because the other ex girlfriend might interact with the love interest of this season while also falling in love with the bad guy and it's like so, for, who cares It's all filler. Just, just shoot arrows. Everybody got
1: angst. (laughs) Everybody got angst. It's not just for the youngins.
0: Oh no! Is (laughs) is old people angst too? Is is Iris going to find out about Barry's secret thing with the thing? No, he's a superhero. Just let him be a goddamn superhero. (laughs) CW, stop doing this. I mean, I'm I'm a big, still a big fan. Like I watch Riverdale, right? Like I watched every single episode, and it was like it was. It's junk food, right? The cinematography just delicious junk weird. food, like it the, does. the choices, like it was all darkly lit with like neon lighting, or at least the advertisements led me to believe that. Which is like, you look at an Archie comic, and then you look at the promotions for this Riverdale, and you're like, okay, something got lost in translation. When did this, when did this become, you know, like the driver or something? I, I don't yeah. know. A lot of people compare it to Twin Peaks, which I've never actually seen Twin Peaks, but at least cinematography wise, like, is it similar? You guys seen Twin Peaks? Uh,
1: Full disclosure: I've never watched an episode of Twin Peaks. Okay, I'm a bad
0: person. I am. I am a big fan of Twin Peaks. Are you? Okay. I am insulted at the idea that the cinematography would be the same. Like, well, I mean, not the story, but yeah, no. The from what I've seen, the cinematography does not look the same. I mean, one, I mean, Twin Peaks when it came out like 25 years ago, cinematography was not a thing. It was like, all right, well, we're gonna have the camera here, and you guys do stuff. It wasn't like. They didn't have the extravagance that we do now. Yeah, Um, But I guess, you know, I'll I'll have to give it a watch to see in that comparative light. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Riverdale is really weird because, sure, Archie as a comic is really outdated. And it's I always wondered, like, so these two girls, Betty and Veronica, are letting him date both of them at the same time? Like, that doesn't seem like a problem to me. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I mean, it seems like every man's dream. Yeah, Yeah. from what I understand, they're kind of like
1: frenemies in a way. Um, I don't know if they really established who gets him when. Maybe they have joint custody of Archie's, yeah. Archie's uh, I, little Archie. Yeah, his little Archie. <laughs> Archie's
0: little Archie.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe Betty gets them on weekends, and Veronica gets them, you know, every other weekday. Yeah, or something. Well, maybe they share him on a Sunday. Exactly. When
0: does Josie and her pussy cats come into this equation in the show? It, okay, interesting change. It's actually really kind of cool. Um. In in a, in a way, I, whatever. Uh, Josie and the Pussycats is an all-black girl band at Dope. their high school. Okay. Right? And so, uh, whereas in... Like, Not unlike the Cheetah Girls from the Disney Channel. They there weren't all black. Were they? No, no, I like, one like, of them was Asian. I no, I don't think one I don't of, of them was, was tall. You think about Captain Planet? And one of them was uh, Rotund. Rotund. <laughs> you know, all the colors of the rainbow. Oh, speaking of which, uh, uh, Raven... Simone is getting a Raven. Uh, that's a Raven sequel series. That's cool. Called Raven's Home. I don't know. You just mentioned Cheetah Girls and Rotund, and so. Oh. Oh. Um, okay. Yeah. Let's fat shame. She, I know, never said that. I actually vision, like her. Or was that a surprise for her? What? Yeah. Well, her son has the visions now. Oh, oh. I'm glad they stuck to that premise. Hereditary psychicness. Yeah. Oh. So it's kind of like Girl Meets World. They're they're rehashing that kind of premise. And Fuller House and, and Fuller everything. House. It's so. Uh. I mean, it's this thing. Um, we but, should do a segment on nostalgia culture oh, like we should. next episode. Uh, yes, like that would be great, We should. Um, all right, dibs. I'm calling it nostalgia culture <laughs> all next, right. next ish episode. Uh, so as far as like comic book TV, like Arrow had the best season. Well, okay. I'm a big fan of season two Arrow. But uh-huh. the season finale of Arrow beats all the Arrow season's finales. And this season, because this is season five. Mm-hmm. Season four was horrible. Season four of Arrow was the worst season of Arrow ever. I and it turned a so many chunk people off. Of season four, yeah. Of Arrow. Season four is horrible. I think you could skip all of season four personally, <laughs> and you just get the just get the cliff notes. But season five was really good. And all centers know, like, around Prometheus. The the episode with Constantine in season four was pretty good. Yeah, like, that was like I watched a that one. race. Wasn't Vixen in season four too? She was. Was yeah. that the same episode? No, not no. the same episode. Okay, no. but that was cool too. But at the same time, like, ah, like season four was real bad. And season five was really good, and the season finale, just everything was perfect. I'm not gonna spoil it because you guys both haven't seen it. Well, no, I actually watched the season finale out of context because oh. I was like, "Oh, Captain Boomerang's in it. I like Captain Boomerang." Yeah, um, there, so I watched the episode. There was a lot of return. It was the it was characters. surprisingly good. Yeah, uh, so I didn't even know there was a CW Captain Boomerang. Going there on. was uh, the episode where Flash and Arrow team up for the first like not for the first time but they uh have the crossover episode like seasons ago captain boomerang was one of the villains on one of the episodes and then uh what was it roy g biv what was his name roy g Uh, bivolo um shit i don't remember uh, how do i know his real his care like the character's real name and not the character's like villain identity um rainbow raider that's who it is. They bring That's exactly why you don't Rainbow <laughs> Raider. His name is
1: fucking Rainbow Raider. Yeah.
0: So they had Cam Boomerang in that and he disappeared for so long cuz he was in prison and now they brought him back for that. So Arrow had a really great finish. Flash had kind of a rocky season for me, and I don't know whether you guys are up to date with Flash, but... Oh, yeah. Well, we saw partial. season three when it was season one, and then we saw it again when it was season two. Uh, yeah. And I swear to God, if one more person says, but what about Godspeed? No, I don't want four seasons of Flash fights another Flash. Uh, and where he has to deduce the identity? Yeah, we're... Dude, oh, every season it's, is it's, about... it's. It's someone close to him. More it's like they've progressively secret, gotten closer people. and closer. They literally got as okay, no spoilers here, but they literally got as close as you can <laughs> to Barry Allen with the reveal of Savitar. I've
1: never seen it, but is it him? Spoiler alert.
0: It's him. It's a time duplicate. Oh my god. It's an evil him. It's an evil time duplicate that has a scarred face, which was actually a kind of a cool reveal. But the whole season was just kind of rocky because, again, yes. They should have gave him a goatee. You should always make the alternate you have a goatee. Yeah. That's just the way it Well, works. like, he had a dead eye and, like, scarred face. Oh, hell yeah. He looked pretty wrecked. It was cool in that I, respect. I can deal with that. And the Savitar costume makes him go even faster. But every season it's, like, it's someone faster than Barry, someone close to Barry. He has to deduce the identity. Like, if I was Barry, I just wouldn't have any friends anymore. Yeah. Like, and it's always, like, an ally who turns out to be a bad guy. Yeah. And it's... Next uh, season, though, is The, the Thinker. Oh. And so they're trying to bring it, I th- from what I'm hearing, they're trying to bring it back down to Earth, have it ro- uh, focus on the rogues, not on the speedster villains, nice. okay. which is exactly what I've always wanted from The Flash. Because Professor Zuma's is, is, like, arch nemesis, but the rogues, man, that is iconic, like, Flash. They're a yeah. fun bunch just because they're so weird. They're working-class villains, yeah. yeah. When do you get that? You get Lex Luthor, who's like a mega billionaire, right? You get Joker, who's just batshit crazy. crazy. He
1: doesn't. He doesn't need to eat. He doesn't need to pay bills. Yeah. He just. He just exists. Right.
0: Like. Yeah, but like Mirror Master, like that dude has a that dude has a cocaine guts. addiction. Yeah. Does he really? He yeah. Guts. I did not know. Uh, that. Not Sam Scudder, er, but Evan McCulloch. It's cool, yeah. The I second didn't one, I know that. I mean, it's not cool. He, that was he, he snorts, it's interesting he snorts it character. off of his magic mirrors. He does his reflection, snorts the cocaine off the mirror oh that he puts it on. Oh, god, not in the hilarious. show, not in the show because they didn't go that crazy in the show. That is so gangster, yeah. But in the, in the comic, that's what he does. Oh, my god, so these and are man, working class like... heroes. <laughs> Captain Cold spends most of his money on hookers, like as he should, and he goes to hockey games. Like, that's literally, like, (laughs) in the comics. I kind of feel bad for him now, because I I just feel bad for anybody who's like, yeah, I spend my money on hookers. I'm just like, aw. And I'm like, he's a villain, and he kills people. But I'm kind of like, dude, you can do better. Yeah, there's true love for everyone. There's got to be trim out there somewhere. Like, where's the snarts girls? Hashtag snarts girls. Let's get that started. Snarts snarts girls does not sound good. No, it does not. But, you know. That's a sneeze and a fart. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, so anyway the point being is there's a lot of shows that have been uh, that have their season finales recently uh, iZombie still hasn't and still to this day I stick wait that's for, uh, still on? yeah it's so good what? this season though was, is, is focusing a little bit differently on like different things but I still stand by iZombie like Zombie. werewolves? no they haven't done it they haven't done that at all though I think werewolves in the next the episode best. there you might be a werewolf. ghost but nobody knows I think it's a figment of imagination but who knows? Uh, point being is, all these shows are ending. Uh, a lot of them have had like eh, some good seasons. Some of them haven't. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. had a great season this week. Oh, or yeah. Or this uh, year. Yeah, no, Fantastic. You're up season. to date, right? Yo, I'm with, totally up to have date. Have you watched,
1: Matt? I only watch the Netflix Marvel stuff. I don't do oh. the uh,
0: ABC things. You could watch <laughs> just this season just alone. Just this season alone. It starts off with Ghost Rider. Oh, okay. And it moved to a 10 o'clock time slot, which allows them to be more adult. So, so it starts off with Ghost Rider, people now. and it starts oh, off yeah, with a butt dude. shot. Sick. with a little panty butt shot. It does indeed. It was really adult, actually. Of who? Of um, Quake. Yeah, no You don't way. know because you don't watch I mean, the they, show. But... They do pretty well. Like um, They have uh, start with Ghost Rider, and then they have a better uh, Age of Ultron story than yeah. Age of Ultron, and then they finish it out with uh, Secret Empire. They just like yeah, we're yeah, Secret Empire, and then that's kind of, how yeah. they that's how they end it. And I'm like, this is really it's really it's like good. The it's Matrix meets Secret Empire. Empire, interesting. It's, I might have to give it a this shot. This season was so and dude, in the action, like so good. Uh, there are some weird and kind of left field TV choices that are coming out next season.
1: Okay,
0: uh, I'm just gonna give you a rundown of what I have so far, and I know there's a bunch of other ones, but what I have so far, and I just want to know you guys' opinions. So we got Black Lightning coming up. It's supposed to not be in the Arrowverse, but some people are saying it might be in the Supergirlverse. Sure. There's Krypton, which is the prequel show about, Hate like, it. which is about uh, Kal-El's it grandfather. Looks not even Jor-El. Bad. Uh, there's Titans, which is supposed to be coming out um, to, I forget what channel, but it's supposed to be Teen Titans. I think it's and like they, a TBS thing, isn't it? Something. But the point being is they've said that Nightwing's going to be on it, Beast Boy's going to be on it. I forget who else. But... I'll believe it when I see that call sheet. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Uh, right. There's also Runaways, which they've, they have filmed the pilot episode. Uh, in? Uh, I'm excited. That far along. I'm excited about that. That's a Hulu series. There's yeah. Cloak and Dagger. The trailer is out. Oh, way in for that. I'm, I'm interested to see what they do. I remember fighting them in Maximum Carnage, the video <laughs> game. Yeah. Why were you fighting? That was good to Why know. were they villains in Maximum Carnage? No, I they remember. weren't villains, but you could play as Carnage. Oh, oh, you could! I didn't. Yeah, you could. Totally I, really I never should. played Maximum Carnage. Yeah, you could play as Spider-Man, and then like you could play as Carnage. Was this a code thing, or did you have to unlock it, or like how does that work, dude? Like it was Sega Genesis. I have okay. I, the fact that I vaguely remember it is enough. Um, but yeah, I just I remember they were characters, um, and I was like, oh wow, they have a they have a show, and I like any time in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that they mention Ro- Roxxon uh, yeah. as a company. So yeah. Uh, Nobody knows what universe on. it's going to be in, but, like, I mean, I think it should be in the Marvel TV. You know, no, it's like, – Marvel is pretty good. They keep everything in-house. <sighs> but with Runaways, with – are you telling me that that's all going to be Marvel Cinematic Universe stuff? Uh, well, Runaways I don't think so because Runaways is still um, technically in the X-Men. No. It's not? No. Because Runaways, is only one mutant in it, and that's Molly. Oh, yeah. that's well, Molly. then, yeah, it's going to be in the cinematic. It's going to be in the MCU Yeah, because Marvel is is – pretty adamant that everything they put out is part of the MCU. So you're telling it me the, counts, the New Warriors TV show? Have you heard about that? With Squirrel Girl? Yeah. Uh, no, uh, that Mr. is immortal. absolutely in the MCU. What about absolutely. the
1: Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout no. one-shot comic book that they gave away for free at Disney? That supposedly
0: is in a different universe. It's weird. It's supposed really? but, but the the ride itself is in the MCU. No. The, no, the ride I, itself is not in it's continuity. It's not. It's not in continuity. The, uh, this is what I read. That the Disney rides for Marvel will be in its own Disney ride universe. So, so what universe number is this? The, uh, well, Marvel has an universe, 1955. Right? You, you universe? know what? We only have ourselves to blame for this stupidity. Why? The fact that Us we're at like, the there key? is a Marvel hero. Yes. Yes. The Keg is wholly responsible for the fact that there is a Marvel cinematic ride universe. So, no, nerd culture in general, because we, we want to codify everything. We want everything to make sense and everything to fit and everything to be perfect, and that's how we end up with this stupidity. Well, that's like, only because of the backlash of horrible continuity, like the X-Men universe. Yeah, but but now, are they going to be like uh, Warner Brothers is going to announce the Six Flags Batman ride that's been around for 25 years it's actually <laughs> what, what is actually the well But that didn't have, you have a story, it though. Oh, it totally has a story. <laughs> that, that ride has yeah. a story? Does it really? It totally has a story. There's like, if no you animatronics the... and no nothing on that shit. It's just yeah, from... but the original guy who played Alfred in the Tim Burton and Joel Schumacher uh, announced the Oh, yeah. Michael, series, Michael he... Go? Michael, Michael Goo? Whatever his name yeah. yeah, Michael Go, I think. G- goo. Um, goo. He, uh, yeah. he voices kind of like, what going on like why you're there does he
1: tell me to keep my hands and feet inside the cart at he all does times? in fact oh my god that is that. worth the price of a Six Flags right. mission yeah. already I
0: do actually want to go Six Flags soon so safety yeah, information from Alfred you yeah. can't get that anywhere else folks last time I went to Six Flags I took a picture with the flash Oh my god! Wow. Not the picture, not the camera flash, but like the actual flash. Okay, that's it was a much daytime, more so we didn't we didn't, use, we didn't use the flash. So. Okay, uh, and then right along. Uh, another, in, uh, just one last uh, TV show that I thought like it's interesting. At least it went as far as having a trailer. The Gifted. Have you guys heard, heard of bo- it? I, the X Men the TV the trailer show? And it looks maybe okay. Yeah. No, the kid's face though looks really dumb when he. Uh, when he uses his powers. Like, it's so scrunched. It's like... <laughs> anyway, that's just what I took from it. I'm so sick of the X-Men universe. I want X-Men to take, like, a break. Like, this one, a long break. This one supposedly has, like... Supposedly has, like, Sentinels and Warlocks and stuff. Like, that's oh, yeah. here. So it has what sure, the movies were never able to deliver in yeah. 25 years of yeah. billions of dollars? Not 25 years very over-exaggerated excited for, for television. Know, right. The first Men you've uh, X-Men movie was uh, 2000. No, it's 2000. 98 or 99 was Blade, and that yeah, came out before. might be right. Yeah. Well, okay, I'm sorry. I was I was 6 years over. Yeah. <sighs> How dare you, hero? God, we're getting old. We are getting old. I was in 7th grade when when X-Men the first movie came out. Oof.
1: I was in Let's see, what was it? 2000, right? For the first X-Men? Yeah. Yeah, it would
0: have been, yeah, like 7th or 8th grade, depending on what month it came out. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Um, so, just talking about, like, wrapping up the TV shows, there's a lot of stuff that's been going on that have some have proved themselves. Some have, you know, slipped a little. I don't know what's going on with Gotham. I have not stayed up to date. I kind of dropped Gotham a little while ago. I might get back into it. Um, I, I saw an, a headline for an article for Gotham, which yeah, was... yeah is Barbara Keane Gordon Harley Quinn and I almost broke my computer in frustration because Harley Quinn is Harley Quinn. Yes. It's her goddamn name, Harleen Quinzel. <laughs> and like I was like I hate everything about Gotham. Everything yeah, well, about Gotham. Well, also, spoiler and I I didn't even get this far. The Riddler and Penguin are in a relationship? Is this is something? Something um, I'm hearing that's about? A thing no from from, from what shit. i understand well uh, penguins buy the the penguin the actor who plays the penguin who's fantastic probably yeah. the only redeemable quality of that show the alfred uh alfred's yes ass, dude. i like alfred's character but they don't use him enough cuz yep. he's too expensive yep. uh, the penguin they use a lot of him cuz he's cheap and he's kind of the breakout star uh the actor himself is gay and um you know they thought it would just be fun to make the penguin uh, Gay as well, um, kind of exploring the idea of you know there's all different kinds of shades in Gotham. He developed an infatuation with the Riddler. The Riddler mm. does not re- reciprocate uh, okay. those affections. Yeah, but the Penguin is in love with the Riddler. So
1: a little schoolboy supervillain, yeah, a little. Thing. It's, it's fine if he's bi, I guess. Us. Yeah, I mean, I mean it, he's it's a gay. Fu- he's I just don't like it's... the fact that he's not fat. I, I've never met a skinny
0: penguin Well, it's penguin the rejection life. of the Riddler, which causes him to just eat ice cream all day long and go, Whack, 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 curses. <laughs> <laughs> you don't love me. More trout, please. Yeah, that's why he surrounds himself with beautiful women. He's trying to overcompensate his true feelings for Edward Nigma by being like, Well, if I can't have him, I'll just bang every floozy in town.
1: Uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to
0: bring up the article that says is Gotham, not about Batman, is Bruce Wayne Owlman? We're oh, talking I just Earth, saw that today. We're talking Earth <laughs> 3 mirror universe DC universe where there's Owlman, Ultraman, uh Superwoman being v- villainous Justice League characters, Crime Syndicate. Yeah. I didn't even bother opening that. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yes, they've built up all of Gotham leading up to this. Isn't the Bruce Wayne we know? He, this isn't. I mean, here's the only article you would ever need to read about Gotham. It would the the headline would be: Is Gotham written by people who have no idea what Batman is? Yes, I, and that's how brief the article would be. Yeah. Ah, I hate that show. Do, <laughs> I mean, I think Jimmy Fallon had a joke that said, uh, "Coming soon this fall is Gotham." Do you are you a big fan of Batman and don't want to ever see Batman? Watch Gotham. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. And that's me paraphrasing. That's how much Gotham sucks. Is that <laughs> Jimmy Fallon is making fun of them now? Um. So, uh, what I wanted to move on to. I know Matt, uh, you have been recently. Uh, you know, you talking a lot about uh, movie universes. Tell us a little bit more about uh, what you got and what. What's to come? Uh,
1: So it's no secret that Marvel has had a ton of success with their little movie universe. Well, not little, but it's 15 movies in right now. Um, And the most likely thing to happen when somebody's successful is for somebody else to try to do the exact same thing, only not as good. Um, So a lot of different places or studios are trying to recreate that that Marvel magic and make their own little movie universe, and I don't know if it's going to work so hot. Um, Starting off with uh, Universal, uh, we've got The Mummy coming out pretty soon, and that's the start of their their dark universe, as they like to call it, Um, which... Warner Brothers might be suing them for because that name is the working title for their Justice League Dark movie. So that whole plan might need to get scrapped if they go to court over that. Um, and, you know, they've got, you know, Johnny Depp as the Invisible Man because clearly nobody wants to look at Johnny Depp anymore. <laughs> um, and they've got uh, Javier Bardem as Frankenstein's monster, not. Doctor Frankenstein. Nobody knows who that's going to potentially be. Um, And then we've got uh, who else?
0: Who else is in there? Uh, You have Russell Crowe. Oh yeah, Russell
1: Crowe's uh, Henry Jekyll slash Edward Hyde, and he's in the Mummy movie. He is in the Mummy movie, and he does. You see like the slightest hint of like a transformation in like one of the trailers. Um, well, he's the Nick Fury. Yeah, he's that like the universe, Nick Fury. Right? He works for some company. I think it's called like Pro,
0: Prodigium. Yeah, something some v- like, like a major organization. Yeah,
1: yeah, and they they try to hunt monsters or some ridiculousness like that. Um, and then we have The Rock rumored to be the Wolfman in like a future movie, and it's kind of weird because. Okay, so you have the Wolfman, and he's like a regular, di- a regular guy that turns into this giant beast of a man. And then, so what? What the fuck is the Rock gonna do? Turn into like a regular sized wolf?
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Rock is, would probably be scary regardless of turning into Wolfman. Uh, they're not. just
1: gonna glue like a bunch of body hair to him and just call it a day.
0: Yeah. What if the Rock is just cast as the Wolfman? Oh, and like and get- Michael Sarah is his human form. <laughs>
1: My ass is in that seat opening night. If that's the case,
0: My, Michael Sarah, <laughs> uh,
1: and then, then when they have um, Angelina potentially Angelina Jolie potentially as the bride of Frankenstein. Which I heard they're gonna start it off with the bride of Frankenstein and just
0: forego the whole regular Frankenstein story. There's been so many Frankenstein movies and There's origins been a and ton stuff. shit, the Frankenstein movies. We get it. We know how it plays out. Just like Spider Man Homecoming, like is foregoing the origin, yeah, right? It, which is good. Exactly, we and then need another what? What is this
1: all building towards with this uh, this universal monster thing? Um, is it are they all gonna fight like Dracula? Well, okay, or, that's what I was gonna say. Dracula, or are they all gonna team up and fight non-monster people like Van Helsing and like his crew? Or yeah, like, I don't know. Is this all just some elaborate monster
0: squad reboot? Here's the thing: uh, supposedly the female mummy, Sophia Bo- Butella Butella?
1: Butella. Is on Ooh, the team, yeah.
0: as well as uh, uh, Tom Cruise's character, whoever the fuck he is.
1: He, I heard he was gonna be the mummy. Like Sophia Boutella is gonna die or you know get defeated in some fashion, and Tom Cruise is gonna be like the good guy mummy uh, or something like there, that. I don't fuck.
0: There know. was a picture of Sophia Boutella, Javier Bardem, Tom Cruise, Johnny Depp. Oh, well, and Russell Crowe, they're
1: all sitting together,
0: but not together because it's clearly all Photoshop. Oh, I didn't notice that. <laughs> but the point being is that like they're all in that picture, and this isn't the cast of the Mummy movie. This looks to be the cast of Shared Universe. Yeah, yeah. This so is so. Why their, would you include Avengers Assemble kind of promo? Why, yeah. Photo. Why would you include both mummies? That is a good question. In that picture. Right. You also, would, like mummification means to be to have your corpse dried out and wrapped and prepared according to ancient Egyptian tradition. Um, so, like, Tom Cruise can't be the mummy unless the movie ends with him getting wrapped up and dried out. We I, never know. I heard that he could be stick Van him in Helsing. the oven at four seventy five for fifty years. I don't know. man. I heard he could be Van Helsing or a descendant. Oh, that could be. You know, um, so you have. There's a lot more universes out there. Yeah, I know. they're
1: they're not the only uh, name in the game by any means. Uh, Universal has their MonsterVerse going on um, with Godzilla and King Kong, uh, which did fairly well at the box office. King Kong did, yeah,
0: and then Godzilla did.
1: Yeah. I know that,
0: yeah. And then, um,
1: you know, they had that little teaser at the end of King Kong um, Skull Island with, you know, all the little Godzilla monsters at the painting and whatnot. And then they got um, Adam Wingard to direct uh, King Kong vs. Godzilla, which should be a lot of fun. I don't know. If, have you ever seen any of his movies before? Mm, what did he do? He did uh, you Next, and he also did uh, The Guest.
0: Never, never saw Both
1: it. of which are excellent. If you want to see... Um, Dan Stevens, the guy that played the Beast in the most recent Beauty and the Beast movie, um, mm-hmm. act like a total psychopath. It's a lot of fun to watch. Um, so that should be one of the better universe-building movies. Um, Again, based around a
0: secret organization.
1: Exactly. Also with a what, – what's the secret organization called in those things? Ah, what, was it what is it
0: called? I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, it's the same ones that were in Godzilla, and then they bring them back in King, into King Kong. Yeah. Ah, I forget what they're called. Super memorable, obviously. Yeah. Um they're all but they
1: all have secret organizations. There's and- always some kind of underlying company. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. Um now another one that I don't think quite has it shit together at all um is the Sonyverse thing that they're trying to do with Spider-Man and making all these Spider-Man related movies without Spider-Man being involved somehow. Yeah. Um Not to say anything bad about Tom Hardy, who I love to death. Um, And Ruben Fleischer did an excellent job uh, directing Zombieland, so hopefully he's going to be a good fit for this movie. But I don't know how the hell you can establish a new Venom movie without having
0: Spider-Man involved somehow. My problem is not that they can't have this movie without Spider-Man, but that they're they're saying that this movie doesn't even take place in – a universe with Spider-Man. so Right. So, because Spider-Man is now shared kind of with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, so he is easily part of that. But I've been hearing things like Sony might take Spider-Man away from the Marvel Cinematic Universe at a certain point and bring him back to just a Sony-verse. That would but, be Well, what point terrible. does that mess with continuity? I don't get it. Well, from a legalistic standpoint, um, technically, Sony could have a completely different Spider-Man in their Spider-Man Sony verse and Tom Holland in the MCU. There's no there's no caveat in the contract that Marvel and Sony signed that said they can't have two Spider-Mans running simultaneously. All played by Tom Holland or No, played by a completely different actor. Would that be Peter Parker though? Or would Sony yeah, go no. for a Miles Morales? I'm cool thing with Miles with, Morales. With being...
1: Marvel going with Peter Parker.
0: Yeah, because it's actually what they're saying is all of the stuff just won't take place in the MCU. And people have inferred that to mean Spider-Man won't be involved. But Spider-Man could be involved. It just won't be the Spider-Man, which, again, gets back to the larger thing of, like, Sony, what are you doing? You have a perfectly perfectly built machine to just make money for you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, give, give Venom to Marvel, and they will make an excellent Venom movie, and they will give you all of the money. But uh, I Or the know.
1: fans will give them all of the money. Yeah. Uh-huh. If it's good. Um, and then going off of that, they've got a uh, a Silver Sable and Black Cat movie in the works as well, which I think is just really bizarre because super bizarre. outside of, you know, hardcore fanboys, nobody gives half a shit about either of these gals. Yeah. I know that. Um, I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, female superhero movies can't work because obviously um, This weekend has proved that they absolutely can. Yeah. Um but they just need to have some level of uh iconography about them I guess
0: maybe uh something that that DC is supposed to be doing is Gotham City Sirens which is right. supposed to bring back Harley Quinn and it's supposed to have like Catwoman and Poison Ivy and set up this thing it's weird that they're setting up a Gotham like like universe kind of thing where they haven't even they don't even know what they're doing with Batman. Like, I don't know. Exactly. It's so weird. And
1: without that foundation to go off of, I don't think that these movies are gonna work out so well. No. Um you can go and you can explore all these, you know, wonderful obscure pieces of, you know, these characters' universes, but you need to
0: have um, you need to lay the groundwork first, An otherwise it's not going to work out. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is one of those things that Marvel took a chance on, and it worked. But I feel like with all this universe talk, right, that you're talking about, it's it's exactly what you said. These these studios don't know how to do it properly. Right, they're trying to mimic this, and they're trying to figure it out. And like <laughs> years ago, there was talk about a Robin Hood shared universe. What the fuck does that mean? It means Does that mean Little John gets his own like movie and like and I don't mean like little like Lil John, but I mean like and Friday. Yeah, it means that yeah. some,
1: <laughs> it means that some studio out there is very willing to just throw away money, apparently, because What does that mean? Nobody cares about Robin Hood. Nobody cares about King Arthur. Uh, yeah. Basically, if you have a sword and there's no crazy fantasy element to it. American audiences are not going to watch it. We don't yeah. care. We don't care.
0: Yeah, superheroes are the modern mythology. Uh, I mean, I, I would disagree with that on on some level. Uh, I think it's much simpler. Uh, good products versus bad products. We know what good products are. Like, I would totally go see a uh, a story about a dude with a sword if it was directed by Christopher Nolan. You know, then I'd be like. I'm I'm seeing that it's just a dude with a sword. No previously established. It's not okay. Cool. I'm I'm there. I'm seeing it. But this King Arthur movie that just came out was Guy Ritchie. That yeah, was Guy Ritchie directed. You don't like Guy Ritchie? No, I like Guy Ritchie. I like Guy Ritchie a lot. He's one of my favorite directors because I really love. Um, east london uh kind of brawler films yeah uh he should direct east london brawler films and the occasional sherlock holmes which is still east london brawler but set in a different time period yeah like king arthur was a bridge too far for him in the same way that romantic comedies were for him 15 years ago mm. he should stick to what he does best which is snatch and rock a rolla yeah and stuff like that um, and to go to the, your foundation stuff, it's like these executives don't seem to understand the obvious thing, which is, um, we don't care as long as it's good, you know, like we did not care. Like, I don't, no one has brought up the fact that King Kong is a hundred feet tall and Godzilla is 300 feet no, tall. They made him bigger. That's not going to be, no, I know they made him a hundred feet tall for this movie He's a from what I know, He's like a baby Godzilla in that one or well, not baby but he's baby like not
1: fully grown Godzilla. Oh Godzilla. Godzilla or King, um, Kong? King Kong I mean sorry. <laughs> okay <laughs> so he's going yeah, like, to totally get bigger. Yeah, he's totally going to get bigger But I
0: didn't care cuz the movie was fun. It oh, was God, yeah. fun and I was like okay cool I'm down to see two monsters fight. Um make it good. Uh you know, I'll see this new uh I'll see every film in the new dark universe monster cinematic whatever if they're good, if they're well written, if they're well directed, yeah. if they're well acted. But if they're just trying to exploit my fandom, like, oh man, Silver Sable, I had a crush on her when I was seven. I better go see this movie. Like, no, if Spider Man is not in it, if it's not connected to the MCU, if it's not if it doesn't have the pedigree or approval of like this is part of a larger thing that is a notable resource, I don't care. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna waste my time with it. Right. It's That's a lot right, of cart before the horse. Yep, is, exactly, is what is. exactly. They don't want to put the time in yes. to set this up. And, I mean, DC falls under that, too. Oh, my God, but, yes. You know? I, I mean, we'll talk later about Wonder Woman, but um, but as far as, like, DC, like, most of those DC movies, these DC movies just aren't – they didn't want to put the time in like Iron Man did to set up the Marvel mm-hmm. Universe. They were yeah. just like, nope, here's the Justice League. Boom. Take them. Take them. <laughs> Take the Justice League. Um. I know uh, a hero yeah. that you wanted to uh talk a little bit about uh what was it? Yeah, we'll uh we'll make it brief. So, um as we come into the the new month, the old month is done and we have comic book sales reports and they are not good. Um comic book sales are down for the previous month. They are down a whole 2% from the month before, which doesn't seem that bad. But uh, this time last year, they are down 8%, which is a downward trend. Um, Apparently, a lot of... uh, This is overall. um, Different companies have slightly different numbers. DC is weathering the storm a little bit better than, say, Marvel. Um, Experts are saying that's because of the blowback due to um, terrible writing or terrible... uh, Character choices that fans disagree with, a la Secret Empire, Captain America being a Nazi. I'm actually fine with that, personally. Because everybody's Captain saying Nazi. that Captain America is a Nazi. He's always been a Nazi. That's not the case. Yeah. The Cosmic Cube has rewritten his history. Yeah, it's called comic logic. Yeah. Like, we know this isn't going to be permanent. I, Red Skull did the same thing with Falcon yeah, in the past. So, true. everybody getting up in arms about Captain America being a Nazi, I get it. But, like, yeah. calm down. So, apparently. Marvel's numbers are a little worse. They're down 4% overall, and they're down a solid 12 from this time last year, which is really bad. So what are your theories? Um, My theories? Well, I mean, comic books as a, a media is dying, and it's been dying a slow, painful death for decades. Um, And I believe there's a lot of components that go into this. Um, Namely, um, does anybody, can anybody, anybody listening to this podcast, can you tell me where a Hummer dealership is? We all remember there used to be them, right? But can anybody remember, does anybody know where one is currently? I honestly don't remember
1: there ever being a Hummer dealership. I don't know if this is one of those uh, Mandela effect kind of things where some people remember (laughs) it as Berenstain Bears and some people remember it as Berenstein Bears. But I personally don't remember there being Hummer dealerships. All right. um, They just automatically exist for people that have small penises. Yeah, right.
0: (laughs) Or or a, a Schwinn Bikes shop. Uh, That's I, Toys R Us, right? Yeah, or well, yeah, a I don't know, or uh, a skateboard shop. Um, uh, there's skate there's shop, two yeah. modes of business, uh, which are direct distributors and indirect distributors. Uh, basically, your Kmart's, your Walmart's, um, or your where are the Kmart's at? Yeah, yeah <laughs> or your Schwinn bicycle shops. And unfortunately, the modern world that we live in does not accommodate uh, direct distributors. And the comic book industry, by saying, uh, yes, we are going to distribute almost exclusively to comic book stores, have killed their own market. Because for decades they've been raising prices and lowering quality and saturating the market. Like, you go into a comic book shop, uh, my, my parents, my mom you know, I asked her to buy me a comic book probably six years ago. And she said, I went to the comic book store. I had no idea what to get you. When I was a kid, there was Batman and there was Spider-Man and there was X-Man and there was Superman and there was Wonder Woman and that was it. Mm -hmm. Um, And she, like, I go into a comic, I go in to pick up my girlfriend, something like uh, Rick and Morty or something. And there are literally thousands of comics. And it it is so expansive that you can't, really get anything. And what it's become is a Hummer dealership. That's where you go to get comics. Where we should go to get comics is the grocery store. There used to be. There used to be, and there, right. we're we're getting back mm-hmm. there. You know, you're starting to see it, like grocery stores, um, in their in their magazine periodical section. They will typically carry the big, like the the Batman. Not always, though. Not always, especially not nowadays. And, when I was a kid, yeah. and that's because yeah, I remember of, the
1: spinner rack, and those were those were wonderful, yeah, and that's yeah. where I got you know a handful of my comic books as a kid too. And, as a and kid, yeah. What got yeah.
0: rid of them was the direct distributors, the the comic book stores. Because they could buy in bulk um, numbers that uh, regular retailers could not. Regular retailers, there's no practical reason for them to buy 100,000, you know, issues of every possible comic ever made, as well as every graphic comic uh, collection ever made, as well as every hardcover um, version ever made, as well as all of the merchandise and all of the statues and all of the stickers and all of the t-shirts. They created an industry, um, but they didn't realize that there's a thing called Amazon, which has destroyed their industry, yeah. the digital media. Like um, you, you see it with newspapers and things like that. But it's interesting. So I, I watch every month as the comic book industry releases their their monthly sales, um, and you know I watch four times a year when they release their quarterly. Um, And I watch every year when they release their annual, and the numbers are just going down and down and down. And you can see it affecting the quality of the comics. Uh, You can see it with now we have an endless stream of big events to try and lure people back in. Like, oh, this is the world-ending event. This is the world-ending event. Now we have to reboot. Now we have to do this. And it all goes back, really, in my mind, to a, a terrible business decision that was made about 30 years ago to do direct distribution rather than indirect distribution. And it's interesting to watch. And, like, really, there is no way to save it um, from a practical economic standpoint. I am not encouraging everyone to go out and buy comics right now. If you love physical comics, keep doing that. But no, in 15 years that is going to be a dead medium. It'll eventually switch to digital. It'll eventually switch to something else. It will change. It will be forced to adapt. But... Um, there is a silver lining, uh, to all of this, which is, uh, comic books are now no longer with, well, well, with the exception of, you know, say image or, uh, dark horse or some of the independent um, ones, your big, your big guys are owned exclusively, uh, by larger media companies for the express purpose of putting out content to promote their <coughs> films and television and video games and mining it and mining it. And so uh, like the the heroes we love and grew up with are never going to go away. Unfortunately, they're also never going to grow until something changes. And that's my bleak report courtesy of comic book sales. Yeah. Uh I I mean, I think there's like a decline on on print media in general, but books haven't disappeared. Right. Nope. Barnes & Noble's like Borders completely disappeared. Barnes & Noble's are a that's lot less That's cuz they're overpriced. Which like
1: Way Borders was was way
0: over. Oh, it was actually, it was, oh God, it's a yeah. fascinating story why Borders failed, um, and it has to do with online distribution. Um, Barnes and Noble created a website and an online distribution arm called BN dot com, dot com. Mm, you can sense. log into it. You can order a book. Their warehouse will ship it to you. Borders um, decided to just pay Amazon the privilege of so. The Borders website, you would order your book through Amazon on the Borders website. So they were paying their competitor to put them out of business. And by the time they figured that out, they were out of business. I just assumed it was because people like me would stop by Borders, sit down in their couch – read the comics that I wanted to read, not buy anything. And the couches
1: leave. were the downfall Ooh, of Borders. They made it too comfy to just sit yeah. there How and read you? and not buy have anything.
0: They should have done what McDonald's does and a lot of fast food restaurants. You know that they make their seats not comfortable. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. They purposely do that to keep yeah. the flow of traffic out of there, right? Okay. You can't have a comfy couch in McDonald's. People are just going to sit there. That's why bus stops have those like benches with the little bars in the middle so homeless people don't nap on them. Oh, well, that's a little bit different.
1: Mm-hmm. They don't want. You, they don't want
0: you sitting there long term. Now, now I'm sad. Yeah. <laughs> um. So with comic sales, I mean, I mean, it's weird. The print media is is linked to the TV shows and the cartoons, and I mean, I mean, I don't even think you can argue. Like shows are so much like there's so much more comic book shows and things yeah. of that and and movies, and it's a really great time to be a comic book fan, other than the comics, right? Yeah.
1: Exactly. And I think, you know, going off of there being so much media about comic books and whatnot, I don't think the companies themselves are putting in a very big effort to have a good segue for the viewers to go and become readers. Uh, They should be throwing out free Wonder Woman comic books, you know, on opening night of the movie. I don't give a shit about a poster or a lanyard. Give me something to read that tells me about Wonder Woman. Um, I think... You know, any adult or child that goes to see that movie should be getting that and, you know, having that uh, that new window open to them. Well, also mm. the
0: the comic book, um, the, the structure of comic book distribution is outdated to consumer tastes. It's like, oh, I like Wonder Woman. So every month. Um, on what the second Tuesday or whatever the fuck it is? It's uh, Wednesday. Yeah. Wednesdays are comic yeah, days. Yeah. The on. The, thank you, Dimitri. Holiest day of the week. Um, <laughs> I get a new Wonder Woman comic that is not comparable to the internet age. You know. Um. I'll, oh, I I pay how much are comics? now? what three seventy five something like that. Uh, it varies. More, yeah. yeah. It, it Most, varies.
1: It's it's normal to have a twenty-page comic book be three ninety-nine nowadays. Yeah, um, that's why I love Saga. Shout out to Saga for being two ninety-nine each month. So oh, yeah, right. God next... bless you, Brian Vaughn and Fiona Staples for holding the line at two ninety-nine. Oh, and and right
0: now for the month of June, it's actually twenty-five cents in honor of the twenty-fifth anniversary of their publisher. So that's oh. pretty awesome. Oh, go go go! Get Saga. It's super cheap. But m- my point is, like, you can't... Like yeah, you give all the kids to the Wonder Woman uh, comic, you know, who go to the Wonder Woman movie a free comic, and then they have to wait three weeks and then go to a specialty store to buy another one for four dollars, so that they can get another eleven pages of the adventure. They need to be they need to be advertising the graphic, uh, the trade paperbacks.
1: Oh God, yeah, Th- those should be in every Ralphs and Vaughn's and Toys R Us. Trade paperbacks. And everything. They all should the be. Trades. They're in
0: libraries now. A lot more libraries have them. They should be in school libraries, right? Oh, God. If you really want to build up that – because, I mean, it's about getting the kids involved. And the cartoons are doing a really good job. Like, I didn't even realize there was an Ant-Man cartoon coming out soon. There is? There is one. I had no idea about that either. I didn't know that either. And there's a Guardians of the Galaxy cartoon that's kind of based off the movie. So we're dealing with not a um, noble Yondu, as there is in the comics, but you're dealing with Michael Rooker Yondu, right, in the cartoon. And so – uh, there's a lot of great stuff for these kids, but the comics aren't doing it. Yeah. It's the cartoons, right? Mm-hmm. And it's really weird because as a kid, I grew up going to uh, Borders and finding the comics in that comic section. My mom would buy one for me. Or uh, at the grocery store. I have a f- I only own one Fantastic Four comic, like a single-issue comic, and that was uh, from a grocery store. Yeah. Like, you just buy a random thing and then you realize a little bit more. And that was around the time where Thing could turn back into Ben Grimm. Mm. It could turn back. Mm. Um, it was an interesting issue, actually. And the art was really good. But the point being is, like, I I don't know. That got me into Fantastic Four a little bit. Yeah. right. I mean, that's, that's the smart thing they need to do. They need to put comics back in 7-Elevens. They need to put comics back in – because, like, when I was a kid – my dad would go on long trips. He'd stop at a 7 Eleven. He'd grab like a, a Mad Magazine, a Cracked Magazine, or whatever superhero comic was around. And I'd read it. I wouldn't understand the context of what's going on because <laughs> it did. Also, one, it didn't matter. Uh, I, I would love to do a follow up piece to this, an, another exploration of why the comic book industry, as the publishing industry, is suffering. Is there used to be a time you could pick up a comic, read it? its story was a single contained story and that was all you needed like now i am afraid to pick up any comic uh, of the mainstream of the mainstream i'm afraid to pick up any one cuz i'm like i have no idea what's going on what like what yeah. do i need to know before or after absolutely it's, it's ridiculous yeah um i think that the world out there is crazy um for like comic book readers and like you have to like stick with it and yeah you know, no. Or you could just ask me. Like, it's like, ask ask me the questions. Like, yeah, but a like, lot of people, I mean, you ask your, like, comic book friend, like, hey, um, I'm interested in getting into Wonder Woman. Like, what should I read? And maybe you'll get, like, a recommendation. And, right. But, like, you can't do it on your own anymore. Yeah, but the industry is catering to us uh, 20-somethings, 30-somethings who can invest time and energy into this, they're not catering to the six-year-olds who just want to read a Batman comic. You're right. And right. that's going to kill the industry because eventually we're going to age out. And... Never. <laughs> yeah, right? No, <laughs> Never well, going to happen. A... Nostalgia! Yeah. Um, but eventually there just won't be any new sales, and that's yeah. what will kill them. All right. right. So, big movie just came out, and uh, we're going to be talking... Talking big stuff about Wonder Woman. There's going to be oh, spoilers. I Captain Underpants. It's <laughs> I, I will watch that later. I, I, I'm i not against Captain Underpants. Movie. You said I, that so shamefully. I I, I will watch, watch it. Watch that I was about to say, I'll watch it with my son. I don't have a son. <laughs> I don't have a daughter. That he's aware of. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't have any kids. So it's not like I could say I can watch Captain Underpants movie with my kids. Um, no, I'll watch it alone in the privacy of my own home. Uh, dressed up as captain underpants. Yeah, yeah. Um, so <laughs> uh no, we're here to talk about Wonder Woman, uh you know, the biggest most iconic female character of all time. Uh and her movie that just came out. There's going to be a lot of spoilers, so um fast forward to the end of this uh so I can say farewell to you. Uh if you haven't seen the Wonder Woman movie or come back. And listen to this after you've seen you haven't the movie. You have seen it. What are you doing? Why are you wasting your time listening to a fucking podcast? Go watch a movie. Yeah, that is true. That is true. And the time that you could have spent listening you yeah, know, to would, this. You would be going into the third act of the film. Yeah. Like, things are wrapping up. Tensions are, are high. Tensions are high. Things are revealed. <laughs> so, Wonder Woman. I want to hear you guys' thoughts about it. Uh, I thought it was
1: fantastic. I thought it was definitely... Uh, everybody likes to give shit about, you know, on DC... About saying how they're not as good as Marvel movies, and I think this one was as good as some of the better Marvel movies, like Guardians and like Winter Soldier and like that kind of thing. Okay, I right, think it was on.
0: definitely on that level. So I mean, that was that's Matt's opinion, yeah. um, and I'm sticking with you for the most part. Uh, Hero, um, I I agree that it was a fantastic film, and I agree it should be measured on the Marvel scale. Uh, I think a lot of superhero films, a lot of nerd films in general, should probably not be measured on the Marvel scale because the Marvel scale is like yeah nine point five nine point four nine point two nine point you know six at least an eight at least Minimum. an eight. it's it 's unfair, but I think uh Wonder Woman is is phenomenal and deserves to be measured by the highest caliber um i I say it is the best thing uh Warner Brothers has put out in the superhero genre in a decade. Um, that being, you know, Dark Knight. I probably would enjoy watching this more than I would enjoy watching Dark Knight, and that's one of the best movies ever made in the two thousands. Um, but I would compare it to the the lower end of the Marvel spectrum. You know, our Incredible Hulks, our Thors, mm. our Captain America, First Avengers, just because there are a lot of technical problems. Uh, as much and and like that's the interesting thing because it's like subject matter, theme, impact to the world, absolutely one hundred percent. Technical application of basic cinematography, basic writing, really, basic acting, okay, CGI. That's like a seventy. So I got to give it a solid eighty-five or ninety. So I'm gonna come back to that, but real okay. quick, uh, hero, what would be your rating? Of the movie percent... Like, Rotten Tomatoes has it, what, 92 or 93 right now? Uh, yeah, let's uh, we'll We'll look it up. But the point being is that uh, what would you give it out of 100? I would give it an 89. Okay. Out of 100. You're, okay, you're going with 89. Matt, what do you... What would you feel? Ooh, I would say if I had a out of 100. I don't know right?
1: about a specific number, but letter grade wise, A, A minus. Okay. Rain. I mean that's roughly what I yeah. like
0: I'm like a 92 and whatever this rot, like Rotten Tomatoes has a 92 or 93, Rotten like Tomatoes I'm cool with is what it is. It's officially
1: at 93% for 93? the
0: critics and also 93% for the audiences. Nice. So, yeah. okay. this is one of the few I'm gonna, times I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to stick uh 93, 92, like yeah. uh honestly, I'm not going to fight for 1%. But the point being is is that like this movie was really good. Yeah. And I I, I don't want to take away from your enjoyment of the film. That's yeah. not what I'm about. Uh, I'll tell a little a quick little story. I came out of The Force Awakens, and I posted something as soon as I got to my car and turned my phone back on. I saw it the night it opened. I said, uh, hero's spoiler free review of The Force Awakens." You've been doing that a lot lately. Yeah, I yeah. have. Uh, you know, I read them. I read them. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, please follow. Um, uh, you will love it until you start to think about it. And everyone, I immediately got a phone call from a friend of mine who was like, how dare you? How <laughs> dare you try and ruin my fun? And if you were to talk to him now, he would be like, yeah, it's, it's not that good of a movie if you really think about it, it's not that good of a movie mm. because like okay. yes. uh, where I'm coming from, I'm, uh, you know, I, I aspire to be a professional, uh, film, uh, a writer, a screenwriter, uh, work in the industry. I devote a lot of my time to that. And so I, I separate my enjoyment of a film from my technical analysis of a film and enjoyment. 100%. I loved this movie. I want, I want to have a daughter to show her this movie. I, you know back I, to Wonder Woman right yeah, back yeah. to wonder Woman um i i I think it's awesome and wonderful and hugely important, and it was fun, and superhero films haven't been fun in fucking forever yeah but i cannot I cannot forgive the technical problems mm-hmm. if I am going to give it a critical review. you mentioned the c g i and that was something that I noticed in the movie, like there were some really good stuff, but there were certain times where it looked a little subpar. And I personally believe is that the studio did not believe in the Wonder Woman movie when they were making it. Patty Jenkins did. The cast did. Right? Maybe Mm -hmm. the producers did. But the studio did not. Yeah. And, I mean, they really, like, waited a long time before they started marketing this movie. They really did. Whereas Star Wars... It was like, you knew about it a year in advance. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, they didn't do any tie-ins with this movie. Like, I was drinking a Dr Pepper with Wonder Woman. Okay, yes, I was drinking that earlier. But really what who tied in with Wonder Woman? Coldstone. Coldstone Creamery. Was it Coldstone? Yeah, they did. They had a Wonder Woman special ice cream. They did get. have How a Batman random. versus Superman one yeah, too. That's that's where you go to for the Warner Bros. Coldstone. Coldstone like, like, Creamery. Where's the where is the closest Coldstone? If you have $12 to spend on a single scoop of ice cream, Cold Stone Creamery. Yeah, uh, uh Dairy Queen had a had the Guardians of the Galaxy uh two. In. Where the that, fuck is there a, dairy, a dairy Queen? Anywhere. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> we're in California, so there are no Dairy Queens here. Yeah, um. it's weird. Um, Okay, so my personal thing about Wonder Woman cultural impact is like hundred percent. Like Jesus, oh, yeah, no argument. Just the things that this is going to be doing is going to be—it's it's amazing, and it made me feel so many emotions in that whole movie. They were okay, so. Like there's little things that this movie does that, like, I would I would love to rewatch and see it. Like, did you notice? Like, I don't know, it's just a weird thing. Did you notice the um, the Indian British soldiers in the background? No, I did not. Yeah, yeah. it's weird uh, because I did culturally and, pointed it out to culturally me. <laughs> yeah, while we were watching. <laughs> I was holding Hero's hand while we were watching. Yeah. I was like, "As we honey, do. look, honey." Um, but the point being is, like, historically and culturally, like at that time. Uh, the, the colony of India, uh, the the Indians were conscripted. Uh, what, conscripted? Yeah, yeah, they would have been conscripted. They would have been the first people to join the fight, whether they wanted to or not. World War II, right? Yeah. That's actually what led or motivated, you know, uh, those young Indian men to start thinking about freedom was the horrors of the First World War. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was, that's nothing they even mention. They don't even mention that. Like in the movie, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like it's they do It's just a scenery kind of it's thing. It's just, a, yeah. but it's completely accurate, yeah. right? And but there are things that they mention. They mention Sammy, um, the the uh, Middle Eastern uh, actor slash spy, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. Sammy mentions that he. Why is he a spy? He just wants to be an actor. He can't get an acting role because of the color of his skin, yeah. right? Can I just point out that I love? Oh, how times have changed! I, I, not <laughs> I love when movies take place like before the modern era, but they depict uh, Muslim men because it's like the world used to not be afraid of muslim men like if you set a film now it's like uh, and it's like i'm a muslim either they have to spend the entire movie proving they're not a bad guy or they're just a bad guy but like anytime you go to like the 1920s it's like yeah he's probably going to try and rip me off and sleep with my girlfriend but i love him he's a <laughs> lovable crook it's like I, I kind of miss those days where it was like, yeah, there's no reason to be afraid of, yeah. uh, of a Muslim man. Was, was
1: Sala from the Indiana Jones movies a Muslim? Or? I,
0: I, I, yes. I'm betting yes. Okay. Yeah. Right. Well, it's kind of that, that pulp hero kind of trope that you have a shady Muslim guy. Who's or like rap. any other culture. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, it's like. Well, like you think about like the mummy had it. Oh, with Benny. Yeah, with Benny um, and the warden. Like uh, the mummy was full of. Who's it. the war The warden. Yeah, the warden at the beginning of it. You know, he's like he's like I want the gold, and then he gets eaten by the the beetle people. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that I mean then there was also the 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 or the yeah. the guy who was the lead guy. Yeah, which... Oded Fair. Oded Fair, I think oh, is yeah. his name. Yeah, fantastic. But the uh, yeah, it's super. It was super historically accurate to that, dude. The scene, the scene where um, uh, chief. Like, talks about the war, and they're like, oh, who are you at war with? And it's like, uh, this guy's people, or whatever, right? Like, oh, man, there were so many, like, there was a lot of, like, nuanced stuff in this movie. They definitely did their homework with that. Well, I think they realized that it was an important film. Yeah. Like, uh, Winter Soldier is a better film. Oh, yeah, yeah. I I would never compare it to Winter Soldier. You did, Matt. I did, but I went there. <laughs> you I was shunned. Bold. You were shunned. <laughs> um, but Winter Soldier is not an important film. No, uh, uh, Dark Knight is a better film. Yeah, it's not an Agreed. important film. Yeah, this was important, and it knew it. You from mean the culturally very beginning. impactful? Important? Yeah, because people all over the world were going to see this. You know, not Lebanon. Not Lebanon, unfortunately. <laughs> All but, 10 people that would have seen it. Then. But Lebanese people are going to see this <laughs> movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, Chinese people are worry. going to see this movie. Uh, Russian people are going to see this movie. Yeah. They they subtly put a lesbian romance in the first 15 minutes of that movie. Did you notice that, Matt? I did not. I got to watch this again. I don't know if Russia's going to be totally kosher with that yeah. bit. Yeah, uh, yeah, so. Robin Wright's character, Antiope, right? She dies, right? And you notice that there's Hippolyta around her dead body, Uh there's Diana around her dead body, and there's one other girl... Oh, yeah. That rushes right. to her. Okay. She rushes right, to her. Right. She yeah, kneels beside her. She actually is the one who has the audible, like, no, scream and, like, runs over to her. And it's the same one that that character keeps going to and kind of touching. Mm. In the beginning. And you're like, oh, that's her second in command. And it's like, no? yeah, it well, is her second in command. <laughs> <laughs> uh, th- point being is they didn't need, they didn't go over. They, they knew they were walking this, yeah, this fine line, right? They didn't address it, but they didn't hide it. Yeah. Um, and if you were smart enough to pick up on it, you picked up on it. Yeah. And that's the thing. They put a lot of little stuff like that. There was a lot of you know, like having not addressing the fact that there are uh, Indian and Pakistani um, British soldiers who don't look happy to be there, but they don't address it. You know, um, the 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 women's rights stuff. The, oh yeah, because they, 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 they mentioned about voting. They yeah. can't even vote. They can't even vote. Yeah. Yeah, they, they 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 knew it was an important film. They knew it was always going to be an important film, and they they threaded that needle with perfect execution. There, there were so many layers. There were so many layers. Like I would, I want to see it again. I do, yeah. and I think the biggest thing is how does this affect the DC universe? Um, so Steve, uh, so again, spoiler. I don't know why you keep listening to this if you haven't watched it or whatever. But Steve Trevor dies. And that was like her first love, one and done baby, yep. right? And maybe I mean what we were talking about. It was just uh, maybe she's just an asexual goddess from now on. Like she doesn't need to hook up with Batman. She doesn't need to. Yeah, I, she I guess already she needs to hook up with Superman. Then no, no, no. Yes. no, no. You see, because I would say asexual is the wrong word. It's her sexual identity is irrelevant to her character. Yes, because we've already that facilitated fair. that. No one will like uh, Stephen. Trevor says it himself. Yeah. He's above average. No man in the Marvel or in the DC cinematic universe will ever compare to Steve Trevor because I've seen four of their films now. There is no person who calls themselves a hero who is more heroic than Steve Trevor. So like, she's not gonna slum it with mopey mopey superman she's not gonna slum it with psychotic batman yeah she's certainly not gonna fuck anybody on the suicide squad so her sexual identity is irrelevant to her character now and so we don't need to have that like oh i wish she would get with superman because it's like no steve was the best steve was literally the best and that was a beautiful thing and she's had it and she's good you yeah know? and we'll get to see platonic relationships between, like, Batman and Wonder Woman. Just be like, you're crazy. You should take therapy. And he's like, I don't need therapy. <laughs> it's called bat therapy. Yeah. Uh, Punching poor people. <laughs> <laughs> that is just what a franchise. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, she was this was such a great movie and like where are they going to go with this and how are they going to realize that like Wonder Woman is this okay it's not only like impactful but it's a cash cow now right? Oh like, yeah big time big time So what are they going to do? Like how are they going to go from here? Will they take all the wrong wrong lessons from this? Will they just shoehorn Wonder Woman into everything? Probably Probably she will because... be DC's Iron Man I'm fine with that <laughs> Well I mean this is still this is still Warner Brothers and they've you know, I, I say about this film, I say, like, let's keep our, let's keep our expectations in, in, uh, in the realm of reality. Uh, it's not they've given us shit sandwiches for the past three films and then they gave us a regular sandwich. It's they've stabbed us in the nuts um, and killed our family three times in a row. And then they're like, oh, here's a sandwich. And we're like, this is the best sandwich ever. It's a really good sandwich. At 92% <laughs> a 92% great yeah, sandwich. sandwich. Well, yeah, I, I, think, I think when people look back on this film, it will always be impactful. It will always be important, but like we gotta address the technical problems. There 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 will be more money put into the production of One Woman Two. Well I yeah. There will be. I hope they get a villain that makes sense next time. I want (laughs) that would be nice. Well I mean, who do you want? You want Doctor Psycho? You want Cheetah? Oh my god. Silver Swan? No, I mean like Give me some silver swan uh, give ASAP. Me, give me some Circe and oh, Giganta. Uh Giganta No, not Giganta. Well, no, like a different interpretation of Giganta. Uh. Connect her to Circe, make her like uh what was it? Um, Artemis. Artemis. Just combine Artemis and uh No Ant- Antiope was kinda like Artemis. Yeah. which what I'm saying. Like let's have let's have an evil Amazonian. Let's mm. have a, like an evil Wonder Woman. I like Cersei, but Giganta she was best on Justice League. Uh, when she was a uh, converted gorilla to human, oh, and she kept flirting with a uh, shadow lord the whole time. Shadow lord, yeah. The no, what's his the name? Shade, the shade. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, no and then also, gorilla Grodd created her. Yep. Anyway, the point being is that, um, yeah, uh, I, I can't wait for Wonder Woman too. No, yeah, so psyched. And this one was this one was really good. Do we have a release date for that yet or have what they not announced it? Dude, they need to get their shit together. You do, know what? do we need would, a Cyborg movie? No. no take away Cyborg. Hey, <laughs> have we heard anything about the Cyborg movie no, since they announced they were going No. Cuz it's supposed to Warner. come out 2020, so. Yeah. Well, how many how many directors has uh Flash, the Flash gone through? Like 5. Now here's what are what, they on Bob I would love. And somebody else? I here's forgetting. what I would love. is just Warner Brothers says no more cinematic universe. We're just going to do Wonder Woman films. And just have Wonder Woman unconnected to everything, because like this Wonder Woman, I guess they say Bruce Wayne, but that's about it. Like we can we can be like, okay, none of the other films count, just Wonder Woman, and move from there. If they were going to create the shared universe and still take their time, but not want to lose out on money, they should have done a sort of Gotham universe and then introduced the Superheroes there uh-huh. to then create the Justice League. Yeah, that would have been because that would have been a there. cash cow too. Because I mean, people. I mean, people will see the Gotham City Sirens, right? They yeah. will see a Nightwing movie. They will see that the Batgirl movie that Joss Whedon is going to be um, directing, right? The traitor. He's all over the <laughs> place, man. Um traitor. So, uh, just uh, really quick before uh, we end this Wonder Woman segment and the the show, uh, closing statements about uh, Wonder Woman. Anything that you guys want to get out there? Um,
1: it's got a little bit of everything in it. It's got. War stuff for dad. It's got romance for mom, and it's got uh, Nazis for grandparents. So Na- it's a it's definitely a four quadrant movie. Take everybody with you. It's a hell of a time. Uh, go see it. Yeah. yeah,
0: Nazis for grandparents sounds like the worst charity organization um, uh, or delivery service. <laughs> uh, Heroes. Heroes. Random observation. Um, Gal Gadot. Or Gal Gadot? G- I Gadot. It rhymes with boat. That's How, what I learned. Uh, I, I've Godot? heard her pronounce Godot. the T at but the it's end. But it's a short because it's yeah, a it's, – It's a short. It's, it's a, a short T. Gadot. Okay. Yeah. Gal Gadot, um, formerly of the Fast and Furious franchise, who did not have a single line of dialogue with one of the named protagonists in the other film. In Batman vs Superman. In Batman, yes. yes. I I was trying to be – was trying not to say that. Yeah, um, who shall not be named. Anywho, <laughs> heroes random thought: Gal Gadot. Uh, Gadot single-handedly has become a superstar who will not go away. This girl, this girl is Hollywood royalty now. Um, I know Dimitri has fallen in love with her. Um, I know. I know. Uh, if you have if you have a pulse and are young blooded you have fallen in love with her i don't care what your gender or your orientation is you have fallen in love with her she has she's just shown she's charming competent um incredibly talented she's not going to go anywhere uh she's an icon for children and for you know what we can aspire to be as performers and good for her because we need more of them so that's my random thought and uh yeah, with Wonder Woman I laughed, I cried, um, I fell in love. And uh it's definitely a must see. So stop listening to this. Uh just go out, see the damn movie. Yep. Right? Make your own thoughts, tweet us back, uh, go on our Facebook page, post a little thing. Uh I want uh you guys cause we're closing this this episode off. Uh-huh. Um I want you guys to be out there. Like us on Facebook, uh, The Keeg, right? Twitter, Instagram, we're on YouTube, uh subscribe, right? Uh if you ever feel like uh talking to us, tweet us, right? At uh uh the Keeg. Um hashtag the Keeg with it and uh we'll answer any questions that you guys have, uh, perhaps even on the air.
1: Yeah.
0: Um I wanna say a big thank you to uh Matt Holland uh for being on this show. Matt, do you got anything uh, coming up? What do you got to look forward to? Um, I am looking
1: forward to finishing Zelda Breath of the Wild, which is amazing. I just got the Master Sword the other day, and it kicks ass. So that's exactly what I'm looking forward to in the coming weeks. You're going to be at Comic-Con? San Diego Comic-Con? Unfortunately, I did not get passes for Comic-Con this year. So You can do the free stuff. I know. Maybe I'll do the free stuff. Yeah. You know But what they I... made it the same weekend as FYF, which is uh cardinal sin in my book uh-huh. uh usually fyf is like the last weekend in august to like symbolize like the end of summer last hurrah kind of thing but i don't know why it's like plopped down in the middle of july now right next to comic con so i don't know what i'm gonna do um uh, music or comics That's a a dilemma. It's a tough choice.
0: It's It's a a dilemma. Uh, Next year, we should just sign up for press passes for Comic Con. Oh, I got plans. Oh, yeah, buddy. (laughs) Free (laughs) stuff, Hero. Yes. Hero Carlisle, thanks so much for being on the show. Oh, of course. Thank Uh, you. What do you got uh, going on? I know you got a lot of stuff. All right. So, um... Uh, if podcast stuff, in addition to the Keek, you can hear me talk more about Wonder Woman on the unlicensed uh, film critic podcast. Uh, you can find that on the internet we had a good we had the longest episode ever recorded with me, so that 's pretty exciting um, also, if uh, you want something a little different, I am producing um, writing and performing in podcast at the end of the universe a sci-fi adventure that will be coming to the airwaves soon so keep uh keep information out for that if you are local to socal area you can catch me every friday night at the chance theater where i host laugh chance one of the funniest improv teams in orange county uh also saturdays i do um fancy hobo uh at the Stage Door Repertory Theater. You can find out more information about that on Facebook. Follow me there. I do have a Twitter. I just post a lot of political stuff. So if you want a completely different side of me, uh, follow me on Twitter. All right. Uh, Thank you guys all for listening. Uh, Once again, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash thekeeg. You can find us on Twitter at at thekeegshow. Uh, also on Instagram at the Keeg Show. If you like memes, I you know memes are a big thing nowadays. So the kids love them. The kids, the kids love, love them. them. They eat them up. They eat them up. Wait, um, is that what people do with memes? Do they eat them? they eat them? They literally oh, eat oh. them. Hero, fascinating, Del- yeah. delicious, and nutritious. Uh, you can find us on YouTube. We'll we'll be posting uh, these podcasts and different videos, and uh, also on SoundCloud. So uh, a lot of great things to look forward to. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for listening. Once again, I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira, and this was The Keeg.